Welcome to the Get Emergent podcast. This is a podcast about leadership development, improving communication, and enhancing team performance. I'm Cindy Massingill. And I'm Ralph Simone. And one of our offerings is called Team Forward. It's a performance-based team development process. And we're going to be doing a series of podcasts around some of the elements that are included in that training offering. Absolutely. And we're excited about this. It's a six-month process that gets a team from formation to high performance. And we're going to cover some of the highlights of the topics that get covered during that process. And today is um, one of our favorite topics around meetings. Not only our favorite topic, but 71% of the country is enamored (laughs) with the meetings they participate in. Our outcome is we want people to feel like they really have what we call magnificent meetings. And um, maybe we should talk about how, maybe we should talk about why we got to this process or why we got to this topic. So one of the things, if I've heard it once, I've heard it a hundred times this past year, I have to work late into the night doing real work because I spend all day long in meetings. Sure. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's almost like an added on. It's it it's they almost silo it. Meetings and the work I do aren't interconnected. It's like one on top of the other. Exactly. Yeah. So why aren't we doing real work in meetings? And, and why is being in a meeting like being in a penalty box? I mean, it just seems like something is really sideways here. So we're trying to add more to the cup, right? The cup is already full. And on top of that, we have five meetings that we have to do. I'll tell you the one thing I've noticed about meetings is Sometimes it's unclear even why we're meeting. And I think that's the why people feel so frustrated about being bombarded with meeting requests is because you get a meeting request, I want to meet on Wednesday from 12 to 1. That's all it says outside of you can see who's attending the meeting, but you have no idea why we're even meeting at all. We call that high level of preparation. Right. Yeah. Let's let's get the placeholder. Let's let's invite everybody, but let's not talk about why we're even doing it. I mean, ridiculous. Yeah. So those are some of the challenges. I'll you know I'll share you know an added one. I had the opportunity a while back to observe uh, my client, and I was uh, observing a meeting that he was attending. And it was really interesting. There were some different dynamics I was noticing that, and, you know, as an outsider, it was a lot easier for me to see it than being a part of the meeting. So one of the things was I had no idea. It was actually not clear for me why they were meeting. And we, I know we already talked about it, but it was also really unclear where people stood on the subject mm-hmm. that they were talking about. And... I almost got the feeling like, yeah, everybody's good here. They all agree. But when we left the meeting, I asked my client, didn't it seem like everybody was aligned, no different perspectives. And, and he looked at me and he said, no, most of us have different perspectives. Mm. And I said, really? So why didn't you say anything? And you know what he said? Not worth it. Not worth it. Not worth it. <laughs> so literally, the organization just paid like these 11 individuals for 60 minutes of time to work out an issue, that, and they all left superficially agreeing to what they were going to do, right? So two, two things there that are critical. The opportunity cost of having all those people in, and why aren't these meetings problem-solving meetings? Now, one of the things, we got to come clean on this. One of the reasons we have so much passion about this is we had an outside observer in our meetings. 
Oh, I'm glad you brought this up. All right, so you're op- you're widening it up for well, us we, today. And, yeah. and you know, we used to have our meeting. It became a standing meeting, and ladies and gentlemen, standing meetings are an invitation for stale meetings. And we'd have this meeting, and uh, one of our uh, contractors, who does a fair amount of work with us, gave us some unsolicited but necessary feedback. She says, "You know, by the by three or four o'clock, your energy just is awful." Yeah. And you guys are not moving the needle. And, and it was it was a wake-up call. And it was a wake-up call to say that we need to be practitioners of this. We need right. to have not just good meetings. We need to have magnificent meetings. And there's there's certain elements to a magnificent meeting, right? And and I think that's, that's part of what we're really excited about sharing with our listening audience. Before we get to that, though, I think we should talk more. So that was one thing that she noticed, but then... One of the reasons for our passion around this is because we really used our team as a test bed for, I mean, we actually were an example of how to have a really crappy meeting, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> so we noticed, so let me, so yes. here's an example, right? Here's an example. Um, did we ever have an agenda for our meetings? Well, ever. Uh. <laughs> well, ever is a strong word. Okay. Not often. So we didn't typically have Not a specific often. agenda. We would Correct. show up and we were all over the board. We we were never, we were rarely, how's that? Rarely did we really focus on the big rocks and the stuff that we were, we should have been. They were more tasky, um, ad hoc meetings and we would end our meetings feeling like ex- totally drained because we were just all over the board. You're right. And then we had to do our real work when we got home. <laughs> exactly. Right, right, right. So we were a good example. And, and I think I appreciate you raising that because the we, we are practitioners of improving our own meetings, but we've also experienced getting stuck in something less than magnificent. And so we want to share some key tips and some key uh, ways in which all of your meetings can be magnificent. Well, one way that they are not magnificent is by having repetitive conversations. So that was another one of another one of our challenges is we'd commit to something, we agree to something, and then we'd have the same conversation two weeks later. It's Bill Murray in Groundhog's Day. Right. We're over and over again. And, and I think one of the things, this is where you've got to have a good process, a good operational ground rule on how do you deal with open issues. And you gotta you gotta deal with them. You gotta either solve them, let them go, or defer them to sometime later. And we were not doing well with that. But that's one of many areas that will help uh, turn a conversation into a magnificent meeting. Operational ground rules. And I also think it will help in the area of accountability too. Absolutely, and accountability is not about jamming people up. It's really about helping the the individual and the team step further into their greatness, move the needle in a way that's meaningful to the organization. Remember, we talk, when we open this broadcast, Team Forward is a performance-based team development process. We are looking to enhance the performance by having magnificent meetings. So we have five recommendations for what people can do, like right now, for almost any type of meeting, we should talk about the different types of meetings. We've narrowed it down to four. I like this book that you recommended the other day by Mark Lesser, The Seven Practices of a Mindful Leader. He has a couple. It's either a communication meeting, a planning and coordinating meeting, 
a brainstorming meeting, a team-building meeting, information-sharing meeting, and a problem-solving meeting. Mm. Too many categories. For I me think there. I think too many categories, but, but the good. I, but the idea of being very intentional of what type of meeting you're having, and and I bet if we polled the people from I think it was a Harvard Business Review that were 71 percent of the people said they were uh, dissatisfied with the meetings they participated in. Most of them are not intentional about the type of meeting, and my guess is that many of them seem to be information meetings, blah 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 blah, with no necessary. Uh, problem solving or action taken afterwards. Focusing on real issues that are interrupting our performance. Absolutely. We've, uh, so we've narrowed down the meetings into four types. Creative, team, one-on-one, and informational. And so when you talk about those, would you say a little more when, you, when we talk about creative, what do we mean? So creative. Those are the meetings where we're getting together, we're sharing feedback, not necessarily a person's performance feedback. We're talking about feedback on a project, either pre, during, or post, maybe an after-action review, right? It's creative, meaning there's an issue. We're working with a client. We have a problem. Bring all the key stakeholders to the table. It's, it's creative in some format, right? Or we're designing, for us, it's a, we're designing a new program. So it's creative so problem, in some way. So problem solving would fit under the mantle of creative. And, and you think about it, um, rule of thumb, if, if you're in a creative or problem solving meeting, then two-thirds of that meeting ought to be focused on solving the problem. Right. And it's a right. good metric as opposed to, you know, uh, updates. Updates can be handled in other ways. Well, that's the informational meeting. Absolutely. You know, a lot of CEOs are doing these um, like state of the union type meetings on a more regular basis with bigger groups of people, depending on the size of the organization, sometimes the whole organization. But, you know, a lot of times the senior leadership team will go to different parts of an organization to just share information, make sure people are all on the same page. It's a it's a process by which you can deliver consistent information to multiple groups of people. And that's the that is definitely information sharing. That's definitely, um, those are about alignment, to make sure everybody's aware, they have clarity, and they have an opportunity to speak up if they desire, right? Yeah, but those shouldn't be the bulk of, of the meetings, uh, informational. Informational have their place. It's a way of sharing key information around strategy and performance, but they should not be the bulk of meetings. You, uh, said, that, you, know, you said that the other day. You said that a lot of times... We have too many informational meetings, and they're not defined as the work isn't getting done because we don't define them up front what type of meeting it is. Third type, team meeting. That's really one of the one of the ones that we have most often, but the team meeting, alignment, it's about the business. It's about the team or the organization's performance. It's about the big rocks, right? If we netted this out, we have a team in place to accomplish something. We bring the team together to see how well we're doing, and we use the time to close the gap, right? Which yeah. is then become can be also another opportunity to not only align but to do some problem solving. Yeah. And now people feel energized leaving that meeting because they've moved the needle. Right, right, right. And that's where I think we've done a really good job taking our meetings, like we've taken the creative 
part of our work out of our team meetings and put those in a different meeting. So I love that. I feel I feel like our team meetings have gotten more effective because we're more focused on what exactly we're talking about. So it's really critical to think about the type of meeting you're having and why. Last type, one-on-one meetings. That's about individual performance, individual development. So we have the four types, creative team, one-on-one, and informational. Good. The four types. So should we share maybe five key recommendations we were talking about? Sure. Well, I think whatever type meeting, kind of there's there's the pre-work, there's letting people know the type of meeting, there's inviting people in advance, there's, I think there's the opportunity to beg out of a meeting or to send someone else. I think it's really, don't just be intentional about the type of meeting, but be intentional about the intended outcome and be intentional about who really needs to be there. Right. I think there's a lot of you know, slowing down to go faster to make sure that all of our meetings are magnificent. So you just hit on two key things that we really encourage our leaders to look at for every meeting is who's at the table, have a stated declaration for what we're going to get out of this meeting, not our intention, not the topics. What is the declaration? We will, right? Absolutely. We will identify the three to seven vital goals for the next 90 days during this meeting. Yeah, period. period. Right. Oh, period. we said that at the same time. Yeah. Good. Yeah, really, really zeroing in on that. We talked about this before, but making sure you have an agenda. You know, what's the agenda? What's the flow? What are some of the priorities? What are the issues we need to solve? What are the gaps we need to close? Number three, we talked about attendance, who needs to be at the table. But also, so how about that? You asked me the other day, what are the acceptable reasons to not attend a meeting? Yeah. So I have only two, and most people don't buy into them, but vacation or death. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we have too many. If the meeting is important enough for the business, if it's positioned, then you need to be there. And there's too many excuses. We're waiting for people. Oh, well, something came up. And I think you've got to have fewer reasons why, if this meeting is important, why you don't need to be there. Well, I think Outlook promotes people not committing. You know, it has a tentative. Oh, tentatively, I'll be there. I invited you to this meeting. It's yes or no. Yeah, make a decision. Yeah. (laughs) Make a decision. We have two more things around magnificent meetings. One is engagement, Mm -hmm. no auditing. If you're sitting at the table, you're not coming to the meeting to audit, you're coming to participate. And engagement really speaks to um, both the leader as well as the participant. And it speaks to this creating a safe environment for people to engage. But you can't hide behind your personality type. You need to, if you were invited, your voice needs to be heard. And we need to have the mechanism and the tools and the process to enable everybody to be heard in the meeting. You know, one of the challenges with that is that people don't speak up in a meeting because they don't feel it's safe to speak up at a meeting. We're going to be talking about that, actually, in another podcast Absolutely. around psychological safety. Well, and, and sometimes it's uh, they don't feel safe for lots of reasons, and uh, but we need to be mindful of that. You know, the mindful leader says pay attention. Pay attention to why people might not be participating. Yeah. Um, the other area that I think it, there's n- rarely enough time is finishing strong. 
And I've seen a lot of literature, most of which I don't agree with, that says take five minutes to wrap up your meeting. Not enough time. Right. Particularly if the meeting had a lot of participants. And so I say take 15 minutes. 15 minute offer. To finish strong. And, and don't have a meeting, but, you know, butt it up against that because you're, you're going to hurry to get to the next place. But really talk about what did we decide, you know, the old who will do what by when, but be really, really clear what's left unopened, who's got that, when are we going to meet again, is it necessary to meet again, but really finish strong, including get a read on how well was this time spent for you, Yeah, yeah, and get a candid discussion, and if it wasn't good, what would have made it better? Right. Not you'll get back to me. What would have made it better right now, real time, right? So that we can learn for, for, from that to move it to the next uh, time we meet on the same subject. So what we're saying for magnificent meetings is, number one, identify the type of meeting we're having. Be super clear on that. Don't make every meeting an informational meeting. If you do, I think you're going to have a lot of grumbling. Yeah, yeah. Five things around magnificent meetings. Have a declaration for what we're going to get out of the meeting. Have an agenda. Share it ahead of time. Let people start thinking before. Make sure it's around issues, goals, closing gaps. Attendance. You know, we say death and vacation is the only reason not to make a meeting. That might be a little extreme. I'm sure it is for a lot of places, but I like it as a starting point. But I think have a ground rule about what qualifies to not attend a meeting, just so everybody's on the same page. And communicate it. Like sometimes people just don't show up or maybe even have a conversation, a dialogue about, is it okay I miss because this has changed in my day? Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. For engagement, there's no... No auditing. If you're at a meeting, there's no position for auditing there. And then last, end strong. Have an off-ramp, 15 minutes. Go over commitments, takeaways. Get some feedback for the quality of the meeting and how we can improve it. I mean, you want a good indicator of how magnificent your meetings are? The people are leaving those meetings with pep in their step. Yeah, yeah. I think I challenge all of our leaders to um, go cold turkey for a week. Don't go to any meeting. And then see how that might weed out some meetings that aren't really necessary for you to attend. I think you got to be bold with the experimentation. I think you got to be bold. Yeah, yeah. This was a great conversation. I hope all our leaders feel as good as we do about, I mean, we've really turned a corner with how effective our meetings are. And we're feeling really good. There's always room for improvement, but we're and feeling And we really will good. improve, but we'll improve by focusing on these elements of magnificent meetings. And Magnificent Meetings is really just one of the many components of our Team Forward offering. If you'd like more information, go to our website at getemergent.com and stay with us. Upcoming episodes, we're going to be talking a lot more about the things that are important to team performance. 